Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Appreciate you guys for joining again to listen to me rant and rave. So last week, Earl, I was joined by Earl, my fiance, and we talked about a myriad of topics, um, including gun violence, mass shootings, um, the particular pattern of violence that is showing up from a particular squad of people. Now, not all violence, um, unfortunately, as we we saw this week here in my own city of Philadelphia, which we will get to. Um, but a particular group rising up as the lead in these violent acts. Um, we also talked about my taste in music and apparently, uh, you all love listening to him troll me. Um, you all are mean and you all are rude, um, because you participate in online bullying. (laughs) I'm just kidding guys. Um, but yes, So that was last week's show. If you haven't listened to it, you can just, you know, easily click back and listen to it. It's a longer episode. It's one of my longer ones. You know, I try to keep it short and sweet for you guys. Uh, But it was a lot of fun and we had a good time recording it. Um, So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Let's get into the church announcements. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. All right, time for the church announcements. So this week, the news was broken that Sean Carter, also known as Jay-Z, has a new business endeavor. Uh, he, his uh, company, Rock Nation, and the National Football League have joined up, teamed up, partnered up um, in a sort of interesting and eyebrow furrowing way. I don't have all the information um, because there wasn't that much information to be released about this partnership. Um, and I can't really form an opinion based upon the information that was released about this partnership, because there wasn't a lot um, to go off of. But what I can say is that Sean Carter's Rock Nation will be curating the entertainment and facilitating discussions of social justice uh, for the NFL, Um, which would be cool if it somehow involved one particular person, that particular person is former player Colin Kaepernick. Now, Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, and I believe a few other folk recently, like within the past year or so, settled out of court with the NFL, um, in essence for back pay from what he had missed um, in the blackballing of, of, Um, of Kaepernick um, simply for you know him kneeling in respect and honor of those who had been violently gunned down um, by by police officers in police brutality 
And of course, this became this massive, massive debate on, is this disrespectful to the flag? Why aren't those boys out there just playing ball? Like, what is all this foolishness? Um, And it really, it was like turning over a rock and seeing like all the gross stuff on the other side. That's what this whole situation was like. Colin Kaepernick was trying to highlight the the atrocities that are happening to people of color, particularly black people, um, at the hands of police brutality. He wasn't saying all police were evil. He wasn't disrespecting the flag. He wasn't disrespecting the veterans. He wanted to highlight the evils of, of police brutality and people being killed. How I know that anyone who says anything otherwise is full of crap is because Tim Tebow did the exact same thing. He knelt in protest of abortion and he got applause, applause. Now say what you want about Tim Tebow's skills. I'm going to go ahead, uh, football skills. I'm going to go ahead and say, go ahead and say that they are unmatched against Colin Kaepernick's. Um, (laughs) And this man who still has not been able to play in almost three years, I believe it's a little over three years actually at this point. Um, is still waking up at 5 a.m. to train, still doing all the things he needs to do, keep his body in condition um, to be ready to play. Still has, you know, sacrificed his life dream just to, not just to, I don't want to diminish this, but in order to highlight that these terrible things are happening to the black community. And this is what you get. Instead of, you know, the the praise and applause, um, from people in this country saying, oh, we need to better train our police force. We need to, you know, make sure people have body cameras. We need to have further community events where police officers and community organizers and the community themselves can engage so we can at least return to the times. Well, this was never black people's experience, but apparently this was the American experience. And when police officers were around, you know, people felt more comfortable People felt, you know, safer and welcome. And, you know, that, like I said, that was never black people's experience. Never, never, never. Black people have always been over police since we got here, since we were stolen from Africa four centuries ago and built this nation. So that's neither here nor there. Just giving you a quick background um, of what is going on and why it sucks from what we know. Cause we don't really have a lot to go off of, but yeah, Jay-Z's, uh, company is, is kind of taking the, the reins of this. And it feels, it feels kind of like what it feels like is theft. It feels like all of the sacrifices that Cat made are being hijacked by Sean, um, and in a not so good way particularly the social justice thing. Like if you're making this announcement about, you know, rock nation and social justice, it would have been a beautiful picture to have seen the, the head of the NFL sitting next to Jay-Z, which we do have that picture, who was also sitting next to Colin Kaepernick. That would have said volumes that would have thrown the league into, into, that would have that would have spiraled the league into a different place. Um, that would make a lot of us feel more comfortable. Uh, unfortunately, you know, with these things, 
you know, people called for a boycott of the NFL forever ago. And a lot of you people just refuse to stop watching your football for the sake of social justice. Like, meanwhile, your name could easily end up on a T-shirt. Um, me personally, I, I never watch football. Like, I watch it. I watch college football with, like, Earl. But outside of that. I don't, like, I really don't have any skin in the game, but there's, like, diehard people who, you know, you still go to the games, you still buy the paraphernalia, you still do the chants and stuff like that. And meanwhile, this nation, this organization told a person directly who was trying to protect his own community, of which this league, of which the players of this league um, belong to, a lot of people who play in the league are of African descent, whether they be from, you know, wherever, what have you. And this league told him, no, just shut up and play ball. And athletes have protested things long before, like Muhammad Ali, um, a great one, a great one. Talk about he's not going to Vietnam. He said, no Vietnam ever never strong they never did anything to me no one in Vietnam ever did anything to me um so you know there's a history there's an established history of people of color protesting these in these 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 atrocities um and so to see Jay-Z partnering up with the NFL it feels weird but like I said, I'm trying to give everyone a chance to get more information out, trying to give everyone a chance to get things more established so I can go off of less feelings, less emotions, and more facts. So staying tuned with that. Um, I'll keep you guys posted and updated. Um, ASAP Rocky uh, has been tried and convicted of assault. So, yeah, he made his way back. The saga continues. He's made his way back to the States. Um, the Stockholm courts decided that he is guilty of assault. Um, he has to pay court fees, but and he's disappointed in the, the verdict. But he's back over here getting in the draws of all the girls in Soho. So I guess he's not too broken up about it. Like one festival will cover... Like, he does one festival, and it'll cover all those costs. So nobody's really weeping for him. But I personally cannot wait to hear the interview, the post-interview with him. To see, just to see if he learned anything. Just to see if he has anything additional. Uh, just to see if he's, like, on the, the, the Kanye, the Kanye Kool-Aid um, with falling in love with Donald Trump and that sort of thing, or if he's, you know, been awakened to the fact that he's a black man living in the world that does not like him, hates him, or fears him. And turning against your people at a vital time is a stupid move. So that's going to be an interesting lesson. So that's it for the church announcements. Let's get into the mess and the message. All right, time for the mess and the message. So if you haven't heard, which it's okay if you haven't, um, if you haven't heard, uh, there was a recent re-spark in the debate over racial slurs and it's, it's been an interesting discussion. I'll tell you how it started. It started when 
Chris Cuomo, a CNN, um, uh, what would you call that? Not contributor. Hmm. What would you call that? He has a show on CNN. He's dope. Dope journalist. Has a lot to say. Has some interesting things to say. Some of them are not always right, but who always says the right thing? Especially when you're on TV every single day. <laughs> you're a person. You know, people are fallible. Uh, but he's a pretty dope guy. Pretty cool guy. Um, worth listening to. Uh, apparently he was out and about minding his own business. Um, similar to the ASAP Rocky situation where people recognize you and instead of coming up and wanting you like to sign a t-shirt or take a picture, they try to get you into a fight so they could potentially sue you. Um, unlike ASAP Rocky, this didn't turn into a violent situation outside of verbal like a verbal altercation. That being said, um, yeah, Chris reminded folks of who he really is. He said, don't let these suits and the CNN money fool you, baby. I, that I have a zip code. Like you think that my current zip code is, has been always my zip code. No, no, no. Let me take you back to Queens. Let me take you back to these streets. Let me take you back to my culture. So apparently Chris Cuomo minding his own business, not bothering anyone, not doing a whole lot, you know, just having a good time out and about with his folks, with his crew gets run up on by a man and a man, this particular man decides that he's going to insult him. And so he's throwing insults, whatever, whatever, what have you. Someone's recording. I don't know if it's the particular person or if it's someone along the side. I don't know if it's Chris recording, but someone is recording it, thank God, because like if news were to get out, that he would just cut somebody out. People are like, what? Why? Oh, my God. Throw them all away. I see y'all's president right now going on Twitter. No facts and all opinion. And the guy, he's just a wild animal, which he actually did. He actually did do this. Um, Chris tells the dude, you know, back up. The guy calls him Fredo. Chris snaps, not snaps. Take that back. Chris lets this man know that he has crossed the line in which there is no going back and he's not going to sign his t-shirt. <laughs> you know, he tells him, he's like, that's a, that's like calling someone the N-word. That's, a, that's a racial slur. That's offensive. That's, you know, calling me this. Um, and so the guy is going, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Chris is going, I will break you. I will end your life. I will throw you down these stairs. You don't know who you're talking to back up and, you know, doing all the man stuff. And, you know, someone breaks up the altercation. People looks like people go on their way. Like the heckler just, you know, he leaves with no case and probably feeling a bit disparaged because, you know, he probably wanted a case. He probably really needed that money. Um, not here to say too much about the altercation outside of the fact that Chris Cuomo is officially called about that action Cuomo. Um, because he really was about that action. He told this dude, he said, swing on me, swing on me, get one swing. Come on, come on. Told him, told him to his face, swing on me. I was like, yo, sir. Yes. He was not about that life. He was like, listen, I am with it. I am with it, sir. Do what you want. Do what you want. So 
Yeah, that was that was interesting. That was funny to watch. Um, it's really interesting to see the, the contributors and the journalists outside of their day jobs. Mm. So, yeah, but there are people, too. And they, just like us, aren't with the nonsense. But we have to dissect um, a little bit more about the conversation around what Chris said to this man when this man called him Fredo. He said it was equivalent to the N-word. And so that's what got the debate started back up. Is it equivalent to the N-word? Is it a racial slur? Um, You know, we live in a time where, you know, I call it the last gasps of white supremacy and racism because it feels like it's popping off everywhere and people are having to... Unlike when I was coming up and I was talking about racism, like as a teen and people were like, oh, that stuff doesn't happen. I'm like, it happens every single day. You know, people have phones now. People can record stuff now. People can show, hey, look, this is your daughter calling me, blah, blah, blah. Hey, look, this is your son saying blah, blah, blah. You know, people are losing careers and getting canceled. And, you know, people are trying, trying to live a better life um, because they realize this world is not just surrounded by it's not just filled and surrounded by and led by and, and facilitated by white people. Guess what? There's a whole rainbow of people who don't use the beige band-aids. <laughs> Whose, you know, nude shoes may be a different colored nude than yours is. There's a whole world of people out there like that. Um, and it's interesting to see, you know, people get all like apologetic about you know, their aunt, their great aunt saying something terrible, their mom making a comment that's like embarrassing, their dad saying something awful. Yeah, it's very, very interesting to watch. Um, and so there's this interest in like, what do we say? What don't we say? How do we not offend each other? And so this conversation about Fredo got started. Um, so for clarity, for clarity and for discussion purposes, I'm going to do a quick deep dive into the term Fredo. So Fredo is based upon a character in The Godfather. Um, I've, it's a classic movie. You guys got to see it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but Fredo in this particular movie was a traitor to his family, despite being a really nice person. Like he was a good person with a good heart. And if he was raised in a different context, in a different situation, Fredo might've been all right, but Fredo was born to the mafia, um, a mafia family. And he didn't make it out and he didn't make it out alive. And he made some really stupid decisions that ultimately cost him his life. Um, and so, you know, on surface level, Fredo, someone calling you a Fredo is they're either calling you a snitch, they're calling you a coward, or they're calling you a traitor. That's the surface level right there, right? Fredo was also like not as intelligent of a brother um, as the, the, the main character, the main characters, you know, the older brother who was more suited for mafia life. Um, and you know, I could see how Chris would be offended because he also has an older brother, um, not older brother. He has a brother. Um, and I could see how like that could come into play or whatever. Um, but here's where it gets 
a little interesting. Um, Fredo and the Corleones. This is how I think that Chris got to the, the N-word comparison. Fredo and the Corleone family, they're Sicilians, right? Historically, Sicilians were treated different differently than Northern Italians. So, you know, the Northern Italians, you know, the Southern Italians, and just like with any country, you got people who are just going to be mean and bigots and separatists. For whatever reason, wherever you go, this is just a thing. Um, so similar, I wouldn't say the same, but similar to the way white people treat black people is how Northern Sicil- uh, sorry, Northern Italians treated Sicilians. Meaning they didn't treat them well, right? They would refer to them as being stupid, as being loud, as being obnoxious. Um, Does that sound familiar? You know, does that sound like anyone anywhere being treated? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, So it's so bad. It was so bad at one point that when, if Sicilians ever traveled to Northern Italy... Um, they would be met with a bunch of signs and posts in restaurants, in shops, in stores that say no Southerners, no Sicilians. We don't serve Sicilians here. And so in that vein, I can see how I could see how Chris Cuomo, um, who, if you didn't guess by the name, is all is of Italian descent, how he got there I could see how he got to that's equivalent to the n-word the problem is it's less like being called the n-word and more like being called loquitia you know referring to that god-awful movie that was released this past May um hope it tanks and I hope no one involved ever works in the entertainment industry again you know there's a lot of other jobs out there but if you worked on this movie I'm just looking down on you um that's not to hear them there. The point is, it's, it's after doing a little bit of research, because um, you got to do your Googles before you jump on anything, because you should, before you form an opinion, you should at least try to be, try to gather the facts. Um, and I didn't see any place where Fredo is referred to as an insult or a slur, um, I mean, not an insult, but I didn't see a place where it could be referred to as a slur. I see how it can be an insult. No one wants to be called stupid or dumb. No one wants to be referred to um, as historically, like, somehow or other treated as inferior. You know, the way that the Northern Italians treated the Sicilians. um, Even though, you know, no one is inferior to anyone. But, you know, separation and bigotry. It's just that on that, um, nor am I here to do the oppression Olympics. Um, I'm not here to say, oh, this is worse. Oh, that's worse. Um, oh, this situation was worse than that situation. I'm not here to do any of that because I think it's stupid. Um, I think we all can point to the fact that all peoples have been oppressed. Um, now the level of oppression is very, very different, which I'm getting ready to, dive into but we can all say that at one point or another all of our people were oppressed now here is where it gets different okay because unlike Fredo and unlike any other slur or um, even insults and especially slurs the n-word will get you canceled immediately 
it's such a bad word. We call it the N word. <laughs> People put asterisks over it. People like bleep it out like, as if it were a curse word, you know, things like that. Um, it's, it's so bad. It carries with it hundreds of years of inhumane practices like human trafficking, rape, brutality, violence, nightmarish conditions, murder, um, family separation, you name it, this word has it in it. That's how bad this word is, right? It's an awful word. Um, it's so bad. And the interesting thing is we keep having this discussion with people who are not, um, of African descent, um, and people keep trying to compare it to the N-word, but there is no comparison to this word. There is nothing that can compare to this word because nothing else carries that kind of weight and depth and darkness and hatred that the N-word carries. Nothing. And certainly not Fredo. Like, it's a mean thing to call somebody. It's a mean thing and your feelings were hurt and that's fair. Um, and coming from a person who is not Italian, I can see how you will be, um, offended by it. Just like someone calling me Loquisha or Shamiqua, you know, just like someone calling someone, you know, any, pick any character, um, in film or in stories. Um, and then having, uh, that has a particular ethnicity and having someone outside of that ethnicity called that person who may be inside of that ethnicity or maybe not. Um, that person, I could see how you could be offended by that, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And we keep coming to this conversation where people keep trying to compare stuff to the N word. I remember having a conversation with one of my, um, one of my friends, uh, and she was telling me that ginger being called a ginger was like being called the N word. And I was like, so gingers were enslaved for 400 years, had their families separated, had their women raped had their children stolen, had their men brutally beaten into submission, had, were treated like cattle and chattel and weren't considered people. And she couldn't respond. I was like, oh, I'm like, so it's a mean thing to say. It's a terrible thing to call someone. It is a slur, but it still doesn't carry the weight. Okay. So like, can we stop? comparing things to this word and just all agree as a group that it's a terrible thing to call someone. Now, like we talked about last week, whether you're offended by it or not negates the fact that it carries this weight, negates it. There's plenty of people right now. I was taught actually by uh, an older person that if someone was to call me the N word, I call them it back and then I laugh at them. And then I point at them and I laugh at them and I make fun of them. Uh, why? Because it takes the power out of that altercation. But just because it takes the power out of that altercation doesn't mean that it takes the power out of that word. It's a terrible word. It's a terrible word. It's a terrible thing to call someone. It's, it's brutal. It's, it's visceral. It's, it's, it calls upon centuries, centuries of domestic terrorism and violence and horrendous behavior that should never come from people who call themselves human beings. 
And so can we stop doing this? Um, let's stop doing this, this debate. Let's just throw this debate out. Let's just establish the fact that the N-word is a terrible thing to call someone and that only monsters and animals call people that. And yeah, call people that in a racist way. And yeah, let's just stop that. Uh, Chris Cuomo is still my hero. I think he might have gotten this one wrong, but he's still my hero. I still call, will call him about that action. And yeah, let's stop calling each other slurs. We're not children in a, in a playground, you know, calling each other names. We're, we're supposed to be adults. Let's do better. All right. No more oppression Olympics. Let's get up to the wrap up rant. Okay. Time for a wrap up rant and blacks in the deep end. <sighs> okay. So I was on Twitter where I, I um, get some of my news, not all of it, some of my news. And I saw that Philadelphia is having a rally for the young man who was engaged in a violent shooting with Philadelphia police officers. If you don't know, there was a, it was a mass shooting. I'm gonna call it that because people got shot in mass. Um, here in Philadelphia and the shooter was aiming particularly at police officers. Apparently he had substantial weaponry. Apparently he had the chance to hold off officers and SWAT for hours. Um, and apparently he shot six officers. Now, I want you to hear me very clearly. I condemn all violence of any kind outside of, of self-preservation, of protecting yourself, of protecting your family, um, of protecting your home. I condemn violence. I do not like violence. I don't like guns. I don't like, I don't like that. I just, I'm a, really uncomfortable with that. Um, I don't like that we are hijacking, you know, what our grandparents did, um, when they marched, when they protested, when they wrote letters and are using it in this way, in this fashion. I think it's terrible. I think it's stupid. I think it's wrong. This man shot six people. Law enforcement or not, he shot six people. Six people went to the hospital with bullets in them because this man shot them. And that is wrong. I don't understand why we're having a rally for him. I don't understand why people are getting shirts with his face on. I don't get that. Like, I don't get that at all. Like, yes, police brutality is a thing, but were this, these six people guilty of it? And is this the way you handle things? Is, is violence against the folks who put violence against you really the way to handle things? Is that really going to get us far? Is that really going to make our streets safer for our children? Is that really the way we need to approach things? I say no. 
I say no. I am angry that there are so many tweets and so many comments and so many posts about how this young man was in his right to commit violence against these law enforcement officers who he didn't know from Adam. Yeah, there's bad apples in the bunch, but that doesn't mean these folks were it. This is violence. This is insanity. And this is wrong. And having a rally to try to support this dude for his, his acts of violence is insane to me. And I think we need to do better. So if you're in Philadelphia and you are thinking about being part of this rally, I would encourage you not to be. I want to encourage you not to be. This is not a rally against police brutality. This is a rally for a person who could have committed murder. This could be a mass murderer. That's not right. And that's not okay. And you wouldn't think it was okay if that was your cousin who was a police officer who was just going to work and ends up in the hospital. It's not okay. Just like it's not okay for white mass shooters to walk into preschools or schools or churches or municipal buildings or anywhere else, movie theaters, anywhere else, mosques and, and, and synagogues, anywhere else is the same way. This is not okay. And we have to condemn it all. We have to condemn it all. We have to condemn it all. So that's one rant. Uh, this next rant is for Ken Cusinelli. Cusinelli? I hope I said that right. Maybe not. Who cares? Because you suck. Um, Ken Cusinelli decided that he was going to revise the words on the Statue of Liberty um, to say something to the effect of, give me your poor, your tired, and your people who could stand up on their own two feet. That is not what it says. That's not what the Statue of Liberty says. This whole immigration thing is BS. We can all see it's clear and it's very clear racism because you you're not saying this and you're not directing this to European immigrants you're not it's only people who are coming up from the southern border that's who you're um you're addressing this to and this revisionist history thing that has happened within this administration is disgusting and wrong and we've already seen the results of this type of attitude where racists and bigots get to hold the pen of history and try to change things. We've already seen this. We've already seen this. We all have had enough. There's enough Google pictures of what the Statue of Liberty actually says. And if you guys even attempt to change it, it'll be written against you in history books that this administration changed what was originally written there. These are human beings. They're not leaving, they're not leaving their homes because they want to, because they necessarily want to, they're leaving because they have to. And let me just remind you, there are still children in cages being separated. In fact, there was a report that was recently released that numerous hundreds of these children are being sexually assaulted by people who are supposed to be guarding them in these camps. Monsters monsters these are crimes against humanity we're stealing children to rape them monsters monsters this is completely inhumane and disgusting and so to have an official stand up and try to change the words that it says on the statue of liberty one of our one of our 
pinnacle, pinnacle monuments is outrageous and disgusting, especially given all of the atrocities that are happening to these people, women who are miscarrying in these camps, people who can't take a bath or a shower for days, children who haven't had soap or toothpaste, kids who are dying from infections that are easily solvable if they had medical attention and infections that they didn't get till they got here in these squalid conditions. Disgusting and terrible. And history will not be kind to us who just sit by and watch. History will not be kind to us who sit and ignore. The words that say on the, on the Statue of Liberty says, Give me your poor, your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. It's saying when the world sucks, when the world is oppressing people, you are welcome here. You are welcome here. I'm holding my lamp. I'm holding the light. I'm welcoming you. I'm holding the door for you. And that is not a promise just to white people. That is supposed to be a promise to all people here. Coming from a person who, who, whose ancestors built this shit. The door stays open. And if, if it takes every ounce of every bit of my ancestry and every ounce and every bit of who I am to my last breath, I'm fighting to keep that door open. And I hope you guys join me in that fight because America's a very big place and it's not just the land of opportunity if you are white and male. It's not. A lot of us believe in this American dream. And James Baldwin said it best when he said, I am so, he's like, I love America. I love this place. And that's why I'm so critical of it. Because I love it. Because I believe in it. And I believe it can be better. So, that's my wrap up rant. Blacks in the deep end. Before we get emotional here. Um, Blacks in the deep end. Shout out to Ethiopia, who in one day, planted something like 300 million trees, proving that we can indeed do stuff about climate change. They literally planted a, a rainforest, guys. We can, we can do something here. <laughs> we can definitely do something here um, and around the world. I say we take the example of, of Ethiopia, whom, you know, your president has, would relate to as a shithole country um, because white supremacy and blatant ignorance and no no idea what he's saying um but yeah let's I want to follow their example me personally I think that was brilliant I think that was a beautiful thing to do and I think we should you know get together start planting trees and start recycling and start trying to keep this world in good shape because we have so many children behind us who deserve a beautiful planet um, and we have the power to give that to them if we make the changes we need to. Uh, also blacks in the deep end, shout out to Simone Biles. She's the first woman to land a double, double dismount. The first woman to do a triple double in on the complete, um, on the completion, uh, la, la, la. first woman 
to do a triple-double in completion on the floor. She's tied for the most U.S. all-around titles, which she has six right now. Um, And she, her performances alone, may force gymnastics to overhaul its code of points. Um, Yes, ma'am. We, we say your name. We shout you out. I know. I feel like it's been like three straight weeks. I've been talking about Simone Biles, but she deserves it. Shout out to Simone Biles. You are a literal X-Men. You are a literal ninja. You are a literal hero. And we, girl, go off. Um, thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to like, to share, to subscribe, to leave me a review. If you are, specifically if you are on Apple Podcasts, uh, listener, hey y'all. Um, leave a review, let folks know what you think, let folks know what you, um, how you're dealing with my ranting and raving every week. Um, and yeah, that's the show. So until next week, peace.